This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, here's the thing. Dicks don't always work the way we want them to. That may be because we're nervous or in our heads or, you, you know, you're not a teenager anymore and the sight of half a nipple doesn't make you immediately jizz your pants the way it used to. That's not a bad thing. And it's okay to seek a little enhancement. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. Now, does it work? Do you think you might need it? Are you nervous about how it might feel? Totally fair. I say consult with a medical professional, try it in moderation or on occasion for a little while, and see if it's something you might just want to have around on occasion. I think you're going to love it. And it might be the case that even just having it on hand gives you that extra little boost of confidence you need. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Bluechew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code GOP at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code GOP, to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Welcome to Girls on Porn. I'm Laura. And I'm Rachel. And we love porn. This is our porn review podcast. We talk about what we love and roast what we hate. Helping you find hot, ethical, just plain better porn for your spank bank. And we're looking at everything. Welcome to our very special guest, Jet Setting Jasmine. We are so thrilled to have you. It's a big day. Thank you so much. It is a big day. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> very special day. We're talking about a special topic and we got a special guest. Um, we're talking about pregnant. Oh my um, but, goodness. Um, I mean, we've got a lot of questions. Um, mm. So hopefully you have a lot of answers. <laughs> but first, uh, if you don't already know, Jet Sitting Jasmine is a licensed clinical psychotherapist along with an international sex educator and master fetish trainer. Jasmine co-owns with partner King Noir, who you may remember from our show, three-time award-winning Royal Fetish Films. And together they have over 20 years of experience as adult entertainers, directors, and producers. The duo's love of the arts, film, and sex education are combined to produce erotica that stimulates and engages the audience to explore their sexual boundaries. Their work on the decolonization of sex and porn and politics has been featured in Vice, Playboy, Forbes, Cosmopolitan, BBC, Psychology Today, and more. Yes, let's hear it. <laughs> yes. My prices just went up. Okay. <laughs> um, how has your quarantine been? It's been a quarantine. <laughs> you know, um, all jokes aside, and 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 um, it has been the the best that I could imagine that quarantine yeah. could possibly be. I mean, no one exactly prepares for this, right? So. Right. I'm with my family. Um, we have a very comfortable home in Florida, so it's warm. You know, right. um, we definitely have um, enough space to be able to like to go outside and and um, and those type of things. Our parents live about 15 minutes away from us, oh, so nice. yeah, you know, we're able to kind of have a, a family pod. And yeah. Um, yeah. our oldest daughter lives five minutes away, so you know, there's Amazing. enough like spaces for people to go, but not mm. exactly you know be out and about. So right. um, it's been tough because one of my favorite ways of dealing with life stressors is to like run and escape and travel someplace hot with a hot guy. And <laughs> yeah, so King and I, we just try to find other rooms to like make vacation <laughs> spots. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah less jet setting than usual, I imagine. Yeah, yeah he's called me like office setting Jasmine. <laughs> 
if there are any good names that I like quarantine Jasmine, like we got it. Yeah. 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 Obser- <laughs> respectfully observing lockdown Jasmine. Yeah. Yes. Right. Thank totally. you. Thank you. I do kind of need a, a, a quarantine name because it does hurt every time I type my name. Like, damn, where I are know. you going, girl? <laughs> How has the quarantine kind of like affected making content for you and King? For me, it has it has been um, really interesting, and I'll, I'll kind of explain this. So King and I, we've had some amazing opportunities to create content for a couple of different companies that were, you know, mm-hmm. like looking for people who can, like, you know, fuck each other and not have right. to worry about COVID and, li- and the liability and travel and all that kind of stuff. So um, we've created a lot of, like, socially distanced films over this course of time, and we've been working with um, with creating content for Royal Fetish Films in conjunction with mm-hmm. kink.com and doing some SD BDSM, so socially, socially distanced BDSM. Oh. <laughs> and yeah, it's been, I mean, it, it's been hot. It's been really interesting. I've been learning new, like new ways to excite myself um, through, mm. you know, this using technology. I have yeah. definitely pushed my um, hat as a director. So like being able to direct something using like a, one laptop for Zoom, another one for FaceTime, doing like check-ins and negotiations with people, um, you know, it definitely has pushed my my skill set. And so it's like, if you mm-hmm. can do this online, there's no reason why you can't give somebody an amazing experience in person. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's it's that's been kind of cool. Um, challenges yeah. we don't want, but when when we yeah. like nail them, we feel really proud about it. Yeah, yeah. you're making it work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's really impressive. Yeah. yeah, all while still having a family, a whole ass family. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which, again, doubly impressive. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We have a three-year-old is the youngest um, in, in our family circle. And then our um, our moms are in their 70s. So we have the whole intergenerational thing going on. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And our Crazy. teen, our 16-year-old, and then our adult, um, our young adult, 20-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. We talked a little bit about it with King, but I'd be curious yeah. to hear from you, too, about parenting your position like mm-hmm. we talked about sex work and parenting and like mm-hmm. drawing the necessary borders like what has your experience been with that especially with your older kids yeah it's been really beautiful I mean one of the main things that I set out as a parent is to like just do like one step better than my mom did like if I could just if <laughs> yeah. I could just like improve the generation you know the generational mm-hmm. dysfunction or whatever by you know by an iota like then I can die a happy woman and I definitely think we've done leaps and bounds in that area mm-hmm. um so just like you know the fact that my adult daughter my um yeah adult daughter now is able to come and share with me things that she's experienced she's experiencing in her partnership you know that has been that's been phenomenal like these are things that I wasn't able to talk to my mom about I wasn't able to say you know like mom I'm dating this guy and I'm kind of thinking like I want to be intimate in this way like just (laughs) no 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 (laughs) um you know, so that that has been really, really cool to see the work that I've done with her when she was six and about having like autonomy of her body and um, ple- centering her pleasure. You know, seeing some of the work that we put into these kids early on and it actually turning out to be a, a amazing experience for them as young adults and also for us as parents like being able to expand our relationship with our children as they get older which oftentimes our parents keep seeing us as like nine-year-olds or you know what I mean Um, so I'm able to see my daughter as a as a young woman and that like that it feels awesome Um, the same with our our middle child she is um she is a member of the LGBTQIA community and like being able to like kind of talk about how can we support you? Do we need to support you differently than we did with your sister? So what my um, so like with my our 16 year old being able to explore what it's like to be a teenager that identifies at, in the LGBTQIA community and what mm-hmm. that's like to have supportive parents from jump. Not like, yeah. you know, there we you know, we never did like a coming out the closet ceremony and all of those things, which are you know, they're beautiful, but they're not warranted if there was never a closet to be in, you know? So just having those kind of experiences as our kids are getting older are very reaffirming to the principles that we put in place, which is to allow our children to have autonomy of their body, to be able to center pleasure, and to be able to show up as their authentic self. 
Wow. That's truly yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. It really is. Thank yeah. you. Um, I'd like to know, like, what was your own personal kind of discovery with, like, sex positivity mm-hmm. and kink and fetish? Um, it wasn't positive. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I definitely grew up in a household where talking about sex and sexuality was very, um, very taboo. It was mm. shamed, if if anything. Um, body exploration, like, I am, like, raised by a Filipino Catholic woman. Right. Mm. So um, like some real hardcore um, everything from from religious and and, um, religious shaming around sex and sexuality to cultural. And, you know, I, I do have a really great relationship with my mother now that things are in context, you know, but so I do have an understanding of like where her teachings and and why, how she was trying to safeguard us, but it was like not coming off as good. Um, mm. I, I have a really good understanding of that. And I do appreciate the effort, you know? And so mm-hmm. I think as a mother, it, I as a mother, especially a mother to daughters, I can, there's a relatability that makes, allows me to go, mom, I understand, I forgive you, but I am actually who I am, yeah. you know? Um, and so so my upbringing was definitely hev- heavily related with shame, um, but as I've gotten older, a couple of things have taken place. One is that the idea of parenting one step better than my mom. Mm. And part of that, you know, part of the spheres that I had to look at included sex and sexuality. What did she do that wasn't helpful? And mm. what, could, what could I be doing that's helpful for my kids? But how can I teach them that if I don't really know what that means for me. And yeah. so at the age of 30, I just went on this whole like sexual exploration. I was just like, I'm going to do everything and I'm going to record <laughs> it. And I'm gonna <laughs> and anybody who wants to come along with me, like you're more than welcome. And anyone who doesn't want to be on this journey, like, fuck you. Yeah. And I did like, I literally was using the hashtag. I do what I want. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> um, Absolutely. And what happened is like I found out on this sexual exploration that a lot of things, a lot of fetishes and a lot of kinks had all already been in me I just didn't have a name for it or a safe place to exercise it so like domination I've been dominating boys for as long as I can remember like (laughs) that was my job and like it still is my job you know um edging like I was a I was definitely the girl in high school that people would be like okay she's definitely not a virgin um Mm. and she's out there but like none of the guys can exactly say that they fucked her because they didn't because I edged them (laughs) you know like I love the idea of blue balls like I love like you know most people were like afraid that they were going to give their boyfriend blue balls or like Mm. what's going to happen is he going to be mad at me is he yeah all of those things that come up yeah, are like that's such a good point. Yeah, not yeah. me. I was just like, yeah. How blue you just can they get? It. Yeah, yeah. How does that feel? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I had the nickname in high school, Dick Tease, and I loved yeah. it. It was like, yeah, like I like the idea of getting in these situations where we um, almost are intimate with each other, but you can never have a notch on your belt because of me. It's like maybe yeah. like a you could put like a little asterisk, but you cannot put yeah. the full notch. And yeah. I didn't know that that was a thing. It was a dynamic and it was a sexual turn on. Yeah. I later understood that um, a part of some traumatic experiences, this was a way of owning some control, some um, being able to being able to articulate what I wanted and didn't want and how I wanted the people intimately around me to behave. I just didn't have like the language in the community for it. And so like fast mm-hmm. forward, I got this shit down packed now. Yeah, <laughs> it's. I was gonna say it's amazing. There's such an obvious sort of power dynamic at play there that must yeah. have been so fun even before you could really identify mm-hmm. or parse. Yeah, what you were sort of tapping into. Mm-hmm. When did psychotherapy come into play? And and also, you know, I always ask like three tiered questions. But so first, <laughs> like, when did therapy come into play? And then the follow up being like, what does the Venn diagram of your work look like now? Like, how does psychotherapy intersect oh. with your sex work? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great question. So, um, so psychotherapy came first. Um, it's funny, like I was a peer counselor in sixth grade. If that. Oh. Yeah. I was a peer mediator. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> See? I was also a peer mediator. I got to show you. Big. I got, I got it just things. happens oh. to be here because my, oh my, my mom God. is. <laughs> 
My mom For our is listeners, giving- uh, we are getting a great shot of a peer counselor plaque, yes, like officially engraved. Oh, I love this. <laughs> and it says jet setting Jasmine. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I always knew. <laughs> so it's so funny that I, I have that because my mom is like cleaning out her place. And she's like, you need these things now. I'm like, no, yeah. I don't. But so it's it's always been there, just as just as as early as my kinks, right? Yeah. Um. I, you know, went went to college and, and studied and, and decided that I, I always knew that I wanted, so it's, it's, it's interesting, interesting story. Um, since we're going to talk about pregnancy, um, mm-hmm. I was like yeah. 19 and I was going to be um, applying for admission to the uh, uh, the School of Communications at the Florida State University. I was okay. so dead set. I didn't know what the hell I was going to talk about. I just knew that y'all were going to hear my voice one day. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and then I got pregnant. And then I was like, oh, shit. Like, I need to get out of school fast. And so I went and I saw a counselor. And the counselor said, like, hey, like, look at your transcripts. You've been taking sociology courses all along. Why don't you just apply for um, a, a major in sociology? I was like, okay, whatever. I just need to graduate. And mm-hmm. so that kind of just like took me into what came natural for me, which was helping other people process their feelings and thoughts and being nosy, you know? Yeah. Like, sure. That's part of it. Y'all know that too. It's like if you're yeah. a peer counselor, oh, yeah. you get to hear everybody's yeah. business, right? Yeah. Um, the part that they just like don't tell you early on is that you can't repeat it in that part. I know. So um so yeah, I, I did I started the ther- therapy aspect first and foremost. And I was, you know, doing the regular run of nine to five jobs. I've um, been a social worker in um, a lot lot of medical settings. I went on to work for about 14 or 15 years for the Department of Veteran Affairs as a national program manager, um, wow. doing a lot of work around caregiving and intimacy, intimacy post-illness and intimacy post-injury. So whenever you see the VA talking about intimacy, that was me. That was my <laughs> oh, big, my big girl. Pro- program. Um, on top of um, right towards closer towards the end of, of my time there, I was working to help providers talk about intimacy at bedside. So when you're discharging someone with a heart condition, actually asking, do you have any questions about how this medication might have an impact on intimacy or how your functional ability might um, have an impact on your, you know, on your sex, um, you, you know, sex, your sex life. Yeah. And, you know, like providers being like, yeah, I don't know if I can ask that. Like, is it like something legally that you can't ask or is it something yeah. intrinsically in value set? And often, it, I mean, always it was intrinsic and feeling uncomfortable yeah. and awkward. So mm. really helping them frame like, yo, like at the end of life, do you really want to know your medication list or do you want to know if you can <laughs> hold the hands of the person that you love? Mm. You know, and it's it's a yeah. it's a no brainer. It's intimacy is always going to be highest on our list. Um, yeah. So why? So kind of like how we talk about pleasure centered sex, I kind of think about intimacy, um, intimacy centered healthcare. So anyways, mm-hmm. long story short, I did all this yeah. shit. And <laughs> um, and at the same time, it's like, well, like intimacy is important for me as well. How am I expressing myself? How am I exploring intimacy? Um, and like I told you, I just started this journey of like, I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to try to do all the things that like anything that was like attached to like, that's nasty or that's disgusting mm-hmm. or only whores do that. Or like, what a slutty thing to to say or to wear. Like, I was like, okay, yeah, I want to do all those things. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so yeah. the Venn diagram now, um, at one point, it was two circles that were not touching. Yeah. You know, um, and the more and more I realized that not being my authentic self, so not telling people that I was hosting sex, um, sex toy parties for our pole dancing parties, Mm. that I'm a therapist was really limiting the kind of questions that they would ask me. Um, or at the end of the night when everyone is like bought all these dildos, but then they're all crying because what they really want is like love and adoration and worship, mm. <laughs> you know, from their partner. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this could totally be a whole group session right now. Yeah, but yeah. I'm supposed to be like the sexy go fuck everybody w- woman, you know, mm-hmm. and so like cutting myself off in that in those circles and then at work, you know, seeing like blatant disrespect for people's autonomy of body, self intimacy, sexual orientations, alternative mm-hmm. relationships. I hate that word, but different mm-hmm. styles of relationships. Yeah. I was realizing like, gosh, it's kind of shitty that I could really be helping these people with some kinky things if mm-hmm. I wasn't being 
repressed and some of it being mm. even self-repression. Mm. Um, so at some point in, in this journey over the last 10 years, I was just like, kind of like, fuck it. You know, like yeah. it's on Twitter. You're going to find it eventually. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> you know, um, I had conversations with my family and the people that were closest to me the most. And ultimately, I wasn't asking for their permission. I was just letting them know that I was going to start to be more public with everything about myself. And really, it's just kind of like, hey, kids, like fair warning, let's not follow each other. Mm. on social media. If anyone has questions about what kind of work I do, I want you to just direct them immediately to me. That means pick up the phone and call me mid-sentence and allow me to defend myself. Mm. Um, Gave them like some good comebacks if necessary to how to avoid (laughs) bullying and things like that. And then also for them to process like a woman can make decisions, even decisions that her children may not agree with, her partner may not agree with, the rest of the world may not agree with. But if she wants to do it, she's entitled to make that decision. And she should also get all of the rewards, benefits, and consequence of those decisions. And I was okay with that. So once that decision was done, and I was like, if my, on the front page of the newspaper, it says like, psychotherapist uh, caught fucking in a BDSM dungeon holding a pole party session. Like I would be able to come home and be like, can you believe this shit that they wrote? And everybody would be like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Then I'm okay. Like I'm okay. You know what everybody else on uh, beyond that thinks is so far from my dinner table. Like what the, why should I care? Yeah, that's great. You're getting ahead of it. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. Telling my own narrative. Um, so now yeah. I do see, I see all kinds of clients, but primarily a high percentage of my clients are either sex workers themselves who are looking for a non-judgmental place to process mm. their, um, everything from mental health to career development to just like need somebody to talk to about parenting or partnerships, yeah. Yeah. um, to non-sex worker civilian folks who are like, well, shit, like if all her cards are on the table, she can probably help me handle mine, you know? Um, Or I want to talk to my therapist about some fantasies that I've been having, but I'm kind of nervous that they're going to look at me differently. Well, you know, Mm. like I'm not, I'm going to like help you explore them. So um, yeah, most of my clients, they're not necessarily coming to me for sex therapy. Um, They are coming for therapy from a person who is not going to shame them for their sexual proclivities, past or future. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. What a gift. Well, shall we sort of pivot more directly into our search term? Yeah. Sure. Pregnancy, pregnant porn. Yes. Um, We'll talk after the break uh, specifically about some of the actual work you've done in this realm. Mm -hmm. But I'm also curious, do you watch pregnancy porn and under what circumstances? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Must be pregnant to watch pregnancy porn. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely watch pregnancy porn when I'm pregnant. Mm. When I am not pregnant, it is not as much of a turn on. I am watching it at that point from a critical eye of Mm. like, oh, (laughs) she could have totally done that differently. (laughs) But when I was pregnant with this most recent kid, I was stuck on like pregnancy gangbangs. Oh, oh very yeah. specific. Yeah. Very. And I don't like gangbangs normally. Interesting. So that was just something that that was just sort of a switch a that like, flipped on in your yeah. head. You're like, yeah, I'm craving like pickles and ice cream and gangbang right. pregnancy porn. Yeah. <laughs> That's so interesting because I feel like when I was doing research for this episode, it's th- there was a lot of talk about how as a as a pregnant woman, you know, people seem people treat you almost like saint like that like you don't have any sort of sexuality to you or or that you're fragile or things like that. So it's kind of it's good to know that there's pregnancy gangbangs out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, totally. Um, you know, that that idea is very, very interesting. I mean, that's the horror Madonna complex, right? Yeah. You yeah. know, and. It's so funny because when you're pregnant, you have so many hormones that are raging through your body and you're constantly Mm -hmm. looking for some type of relief. And um, sex is oftentimes like the number one, you know, a number one craving, honestly, physical craving that goes with those emotions and or relief. Um, So that's quite different. And then fragile, like this is coming from people who maybe haven't seen a woman like give birth. Like that's the strongest thing I've ever seen or ever (laughs) experienced. Um, 
Absolutely. What's your take on what the, like, speaking more specifically to the kink Mm -hmm, um, for folks, you know, it sounds like for you, like, you would get turned on by pregnancy porn as a pregnant person, but folks who are turned on who aren't necessarily pregnant, Mm -hmm. what's some of your take on like what that might be about. I mean, we have our research and I have theories, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm curious to, <laughs> yeah, to know if you have a have thoughts. Mm-hmm. I you know, I have no no firm theory. None of the books on the back speak specifically to this. Um yeah. but <laughs> but my thought around it is is that it's taboo. You know, it's taboo. It's because yeah. of that complex that you talk right. about. I mean we see this with everything. We see this with religious porn. Yeah. Um any any person we think should not be having sex automatically becomes a fantasy of watching them have sex. And oh, we nice. can see this across the board. Um what I also find interesting with pregnancy sex is there's like a defilement that tends to be happening in that in that type of fetish porn, hmm. which I personally don't subscribe to for for the kind of content that I create. And I found that to be lacking when looking for like these gangbangs, like who says gangbangs have to be disrespectful? Right. You know, like when yeah. you think about it, it's like, it's group sex. I mean, yeah. we probably should be calling it just that, right? Right. Um, but I did, I also noticed that a lot of pregnancy porn is the woman that is, um, the woman with child is having either desperate sex with someone else, mm-hmm. or um, there's kind of like the defilement, almost like a cuck type energy where it's like, I'm having sex with this woman who has another man's child in her belly. Yeah. Yeah, so like it kind of does yeah. take that t- type of dynamic, which, you know, like that's a thing that that happens. Right. But mm. it's not really seated in us in in the context of like the, the woman is having agency and choice over sharing yeah. her body in this way. Um, yeah. And then it's also this idea of almost like any woman that would be having porn or doing excuse me, having sex or doing porn while pregnant could not have the consent of their partner. So they must be, don't have a partner or they're fucking around on their partner. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it goes back to the sort of taboo or the violation of the notion of the pregnant woman as the Mm -hmm. Madonna, as the like exists only to serve the child. Right. um, And to to be a vessel uh, Mm -hmm. as opposed to like a fully fleshed out human being Mm -hmm. making another human being. Yep. I think there's something like extremely like erotic about a pregnant woman. I think mm-hmm. so too. You know, yeah. like mm-hmm. just the fullness and like, you know, they're they're glowing and I and also I can only assume like I already just know from my own personal cycle like how horny I get. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine <laughs> what would happen. With, like, all those hormones and then, like, the blood, the extra blood rushing to your vulva. Like, I, of course I would want sex. Exactly. Like, Every, you know, and, and you know, pregnant women definitely go through their cycles mm-hmm. just, just like, you know, just like we do when we're not pregnant. You know, there's, right. like, times when we, like, really, really, really are craving. And there's other times, like, ew, gross. Penis. What, do you, what is it doing yeah. out? Yeah. You know, um, or whatever. You know, genitals. Yuck. Um, what is it doing out? <laughs> Did I it call needs for to go it? inside? It needs to go inside right now. Quarantine. Yeah. Um, Put a mask on. Yes. I mean, for like the first maybe six months of pregnancy, mm. like I couldn't do anything oral because oh. I had spent like the last six months throwing up. So right, it's like, oh, right. the gag reflex, you know, but that didn't mean that everything from the neck down wasn't, you know, excited. Um, I do think that there is body worship aspects of fet- uh, of mm. um, pregnancy porn and fetish that doesn't get really exalted. Mm. Um you know, what you just said about the fullness, like those are the real compliments that I received and feedback that I received from my fans when I went, th- like sexual feedback is like, yeah. like to see your body transform over, mm-hmm. you know, because we, we like we documented the whole thing for, on social media, but like your breasts, like they've yeah. never been fuller and I'm like, and <laughs> yeah. they never will be again, <laughs> you know, um, or like, you know, just like. What 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 it, what positions can you do? It's kind of like even an anomaly for people who have never seen pregnant people have sex. There is an aspect of it that is like novel. Like, oh yeah, how how does cowgirl look? Or how does that work? How is it possible? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. How do you not tip over and you know like yeah. things like that? So yeah, I do think that there's like also the novelty aspect, and then the, the beauty. Um, what I find is that that body worship and that goddess yeah. worship, but still including the sexuality of the, right. the full being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's true. 
yeah, there's like a thin thin line of it being like fetishized, yeah, and and, and like the 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 sexual autonomy or desire of the person, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some fun stats about pregnancy Ooh, porn. Ooh, I want to hear it. That. Okay, cool. yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, Pornhub. Their uh, insights blog, which we reference often, we rely on heavily because there's just not enough insights in the world yet. But. I mean, I love stats, and <laughs> they do a really good job collecting them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they do. And like, I'm like, if you're gonna have a monopoly over the industry, like, at least give me this. So. Give us some data. <laughs> right, right. Um, so, it's, uh, uh, women are 27 percent more likely to search for pregnancy-related porn when compared to men, which I kind of thought was interesting no it makes so much sense to me as someone who was pregnant yeah yeah from the perspective of like i want to you know we're always looking to see our bodies right Mm -hmm. doing something you know um and so i i think that that makes sense like okay what can i do what's acceptable Mm. what are other pregnant people doing um or like i don't want to look at nobody with abs while i'm sitting here 40 (laughs) pounds heavier like fuck you i want to see me waddled around between like 10 men (laughs) (laughs) and also women between the ages of 25 and 34 years old are more likely to search for pregnancy related porn compared to all of all other age groups Cool. That's that's our pregnancy um, range, right? Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. more. And when it spikes with men, it's thirty-five to forty-four. Yeah. So it's like interesting. Like it corresponds to like men maturing later, or like maybe becoming yeah, more yeah. interested. <laughs> right. You know, I don't. Yeah. I don't have like real science for that. The reasoning behind that stat, but that yeah potentially correlates. Mm. Um, also, according to Pornhub's data, North Dakota has the most pregnancy-related porn searches on their site, followed by folks in Nebraska, South Dakota, Iowa, and Vermont, all of which fall on the list of the 10 most fertile states in the U.S. <laughs> no way! Yeah. Uh-huh. That's interesting. Uh-huh. Um, and basically, it's been been on the rise ever since 2014. In, in 2017, it was the 107th most popular search term. Which Amazing. doesn't sound high, but it that is equal but... roughly to redhead and babysitter, which like right. feel high, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, so it's yeah. like, yeah, no, it's buzzy. It's got its, it's, got yeah. its crowd, yeah. you know? Yeah, totally. That's interesting. <laughs> I'm also curious, like, what was happening culturally for us. Like, yeah, do, same. I, I mean, I know I, I may be older than, than people on the call or those listening, <laughs> but I remember a pivotal, um, like, moment in, in, in pop culture or whatever when Demi Moore um, posed on the cover of a magazine with her yeah. full belly mm-hmm. nude. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, my goodness. Like, th- yeah. it was so many. It was so many things. Like, why? Like, why did she do this? Why haven't I seen this before? Is she going to do it again? Like, all of these things were yeah. coming up. And so, like, that would have, like, if if we had, like, Pornhub then in its accessibility, right. I would have been like, oh, I want to see more naked pregnant women. You know, so I wonder what was happening for us culturally in 2017 that had us all about it. I know, that's it. a good point. I know, I wonder. That's funny that you mentioned that because, like, when you Google and you go to, like, the Wikipedia page of, like, pregnancy fetishism – there is like a, a the a whole like section a, on Demi Moore yeah. 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 <laughs> of the Vanity Fair in 90, 1991 was they, what that was. They just yeah. put a pregnant ballerina um, <gasps> if she is on the cover oh. of Vogue Brazil. Yes. Did you yes. see her? Oh, nice. I saw it. Yeah, I did it. Stunning. Oh, I have to check this out. She's, She's goddess material. Like mm-hmm. she is the color of every earth yeah. element that there is. And she's on point. I know. Yeah, wow. I think she did like a Nike ad too, or something. Like she, it was it's stunning. Yeah, it is. I saw that yeah. the other day, and I was just yeah. like, "Oh, this bitch got me." Damn, <laughs> they're just literally they're, for all of us. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird that there isn't more images like that, like culturally of mm-hmm. like beautiful, full, pregnant women. Yeah, yeah. And I ask that of you, world. <laughs> so yes. Get with Slowly that. but surely, we can uh, move the needle in that direction. Right. One sure. of the many goals, again. <laughs> we have a lot of work that we <laughs> claim <laughs> we're setting out for in this podcast. We'll add that to the list. Talking about <laughs> it helps. Talking yeah, about it helps. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. Should we take a little break? Let's take a quick little break and we'll come back to talk about these videos. Let's do it. Hey folks, it's time to thank our lovely sponsors. I know, I know, ads on a podcast. How dare we? What are we living under capitalism? Listen, sponsorship helps make the show possible. And full disclosure, this show is a far cry from a cash grab. 
It's hard to find advertisers that aren't scared of porn. So if you do hear us talk about something you might like or that genuinely might be of use to you, definitely snag that discount code because it keeps those sponsors working with us. And that makes it possible for us to compensate ourselves for all the time and love we pour into this show. Worth mentioning that we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash girlsonporn, if you want another way to express your support. Great news for anyone who is looking to find a little extra free time and who, like me, might be feeling wildly overwhelmed by life right now. Would it be nice to skip the meal planning, grocery shopping, chopping, prepping, and cleaning up and get factors, fresh, never-frozen meals delivered to your door? They're ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved for nutritional value. Plus, Factor has their protein plus and keto options for anyone who wants those kinds of diet-specific options. And if you're like me, you probably think about the environmental implications of having food delivered. With Factor, you can rest assured that you're making a more sustainable choice. Factor offsets 100% of their delivery emissions and uses 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and offices. In addition to ready-to-eat meals, they have cold-pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, extra protein, veggie sides, and more to keep you energized during chaotic times. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Hold on, get ready for it. We've got that big fat discount coming for you. Head to factormeals.com slash GOP50 and use code GOP50 to get 50% off. That's code GOP50 at factormeals.com slash GOP50 to get 50% off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back. Still talking about pregnant porn. <laughs> um, the first video we're going to talk about, uh, which we can't believe we found on the internet, uh, is called I Caught the Pregnant. Um, <laughs> it's from Blackheart Studios. Uh, shockingly directed by a woman, Camille Black, uh, with Sadie Holmes and Stefania Mafra, I believe is, is um, the performance. How do you names. say that? Yeah. yeah. So we start with um, <laughs> misinformation. <laughs> Clear misinformation. Yeah, just, we start with a title that tells us uh, incorrect yeah. things about pregnancy as if it's yeah. something you can catch. Right. Nothing like uh, corona, y'all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not a virus. Uh, a, a brief synopsis is these two friends, I think, um, mm-hmm. just had a dinner and she's staying the night and she, one of the girls who is... Uh, what was uh, was not pregnant beforehand, even though we clearly saw she was. Um, <laughs> she um, she wakes up in the middle of the night, and she believes that she has caught the pregnant. Um, and hilarity ensues. Uh, so that is the, the brief synopsis. I yes. will give it. Um, first question is like, why is the one girl already in her thong? Immediately, that was my first question. <laughs> That's <laughs> like how- we're. Starting out strong. <laughs> well, I'm gonna go no. with the. I'm gonna give them real realistic. So okay. I'm gonna okay. go with she is super pregnant and she was okay. in pants all dinner or whatever. Right. And she's like, right. fuck these pants. I'm hot. I'm home. <laughs> right. Here's a blanket. Go to bed. I'm taking this off. And I gotta pee everyone. Yeah, yeah. Well, I gotta pee. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so we'll give her that. Things accessible. Yeah. That's a lovely benefit of the doubt. And no way is it just because this is a porn. <laughs> Right. (laughs) And then also, so the girl, the other girl, Sadie, she falls asleep and then she wakes up, but the lights are still on. So again, I am confused. (laughs) Really would have loved some reality there. Just some lighting. Um, Just a, you know. Just just a quick. Just a lighting change. Even a crossfade, right? Like dissolve, right? Yeah. A little bit of something would have been nice. Um, 
Yeah, and she wakes up and she's like, I think, am I going to start my period or I'm bloated? Um, and then she's like surprised that she's pregnant. But again, we already saw she was pregnant before. Um, yeah, we I tried to hide it with a drapey yeah. dress, but yeah. I definitely clicked back and was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. to check. Yeah. I also love that some sometimes like the campiness of like porn world where like she's like she like pinched herself to see if she was like still <laughs> sleeping. Which I was like, that's something no one has ever done ever. In, in reality. You know? But in porn world, like sure, you you're gonna pinch yourself to see if you're still sleeping. <laughs> um and she tells her friend, she's like, I think, you know, I like I think I caught your pregnant. Yeah. Um and they have a really just, bizarre discussion about, like, what yeah. could be happening. Like, maybe you worship me and right. my belly, and then I gave you a belly, which is almost right. a sweet sentiment, but... Didn't carry Again, over. science. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't track. Yeah, and then she was like, maybe... Uh, like, what did we do? We didn't go out. Like, it, it, like we didn't go out <laughs> last night. Like, that would have been a logical explanation. Like, that wasn't... Yeah, like, you didn't get pregnant, like, last night. Like, it yeah. didn't happen and then grow overnight. Right. But maybe there's a place where you catch pregnant. Like, maybe right. that's where the first girl caught pregnant. <laughs> maybe. You never it's know. a club. Like, yeah. <laughs> go, careful. I really hated... That it was like pain. You yeah, because what, I mean? what what then ensues is this most bizarre performance of like, okay, wait a minute, are they yeah. both now going into labor? Are they just doing like randomized pregnancy pain? Yeah, like the first place we went. Yeah, they just were like groaning and like yeah. holding their bellies and like being in a lot of pain, which like to me is alarming. Like I'm concerned. You know, <laughs> I'm curious if this was their both of their first child like if this was their first oh. baby i okay. i mean I, I don't and and like but that's how tv makes people think like oh that's i have to go to the yeah, yeah and yeah. really labor is like like look you could just send me home because we've been here for 10 hours and this baby <laughs> is not coming <laughs> and i have some work that i need to get done right you right. know yeah yeah <laughs> right the intense like screaming holding i also really hated that they kept looking up to whoever was holding the camera who couldn't stay still yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Wobbly camera still? needs approval. Yeah. I. Yeah. I, I just. I mean, the whole thing made me feel like it just was a weird, like, game of pretend. Like, it really mm. felt like, yeah. in a way that was disturbing to me. I was like, it feels like these are middle school girls. Yes. Being it felt like, young. let's play like yeah. pregnancy porn and. Uh-huh. Okay, so like you're in crazy pain because you're pregnant and we don't have any information about pregnancy beyond that, even though <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah. And that's the way right. we're gonna like perform this state is to just like squirm around and moan and then like yeah. look at camera like really we're still doing this like I, don't I know. felt like they were like looking at camera to be like what do we do next you know like yeah exactly that's what it felt like is like we set forth a premise and we're like I don't know for plot like we'll be in pain and then everybody was just kind of looking at each other being <laughs> yeah. like waiting we're for, still su- doing for a cue of some <laughs> kind you know yeah and also because I am a perv and I am, think that it's porn. I'm like, well, when are they going to fuck? You know? Like, yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> I was so mad at y'all for sending me that. Sh- that You're clip. like, this isn't even porn. <laughs> I know. Because well, I was off. like, yeah. You know, I was like, okay, once we can get Pat, like, look, look, everybody's not a good, you know, like, Act- writer, of, actor. Yeah, sure. And all yeah. The, right. But like, mm-hmm. give me. Like, okay, she's going to, like, make her feel better, right? Uh, like, yeah. I mean, there was That's, an obvious... That, we would think that the obvious porn plot would come into play happen. here. Right. We'd say, oh, well, yeah. let me teach you a thing or two. Right. Quote, but unquote, like, yeah. lesbian plot line, you know? Yeah, like, that's where they could have made this better. Instead of, like, the other friend all of a sudden being like, ow, I'm in pain, too. It could have been like, let me make you feel better. Yeah, you know? yeah. this always works for me. <laughs> yeah, yes, um, right. Yeah. Instead, they just, like, you know, dead bugged it, legs open, pants <laughs> out, like, like holding their bellies in pain. And um, it was concerning on all fronts. Big old missed opportunity. <laughs> yeah. And important to note, this only it has a 53% rating on Pornhub. So I don't think we're the only people who are upset with this film. <laughs> no. I mean, I do think that, like, you know, some people will just want to see pregnant people right. period yes. right so that's yes. the, that's the the uh, the percentage of people who um enjoyed it right and i will have to like i got to give them credit for finding two pregnant porn stars or porn Very folks true. that were willing yeah. to do anything together at one time yeah Right. So, yeah. Very good yeah. point. I'll give them I that. too was like, this is an anomaly. We have two pregnant performers, but then we just like failed to yeah. make it more than just that, you know? 
I would yeah. have so loved to have been hired to direct that. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. How would you have fixed it? <laughs> so many uh, things. I mean, so, where to begin? Yeah. So I, I don't know that that I would have even fixed it. I probably just right. would have okay. started right. like from scratch, right? Yes. So if, right. I have, <laughs> if anyone is listening and has yeah. a pregnant friend that also wants yes. to get into the industry, yeah. I think – you know, doing like the the thing that I was like, I guess fantasizing is like, oh, it'd be so awesome if like she's not feeling well, like she rubbed her belly with oil, yeah. you know, like um. So even thinking like, you know, ways that Pleasure. they could have, yeah, that part yes. worship each yes. other's bodies and like not mm-hmm. created um, again a scene like from like some straight man's gaze of what yes. pregnancy is like yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know yeah. Yeah. that that kind of um was apparent yeah. so like what is the beauty of supporting another woman when she's pregnant mm. and like i could just think of so many sensual things even if they didn't want to have sex right? right like how to create yeah. intimacy between two pregnant women or Worship even like their bodies yeah yeah or even mutual masturbation i would have loved to see them on mm-hmm. that couch with the couch cover mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um <laughs> no shade and yeah. <laughs> sitting next to each other and just pleasuring um each other while watching, you know, pleasuring themselves with each other's and present. or each other. Yeah. yeah mix like, and match. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Incorporate some of that worship that may or may not be part of the kink for our viewers, you yeah. know? Right. Like, so right. many ways to be like, I'm uncomfortable. Let me make you comfortable. Like, such an ob- yes. like, obvious entry point. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, unfortunately, I think it missed the mark for me. Yes, um, right. I don't think you have disagreement on this like, <laughs> okay. among in the people you're for currently everyone talking here. To. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I definitely also I do think it's cool to be brave and um, you know and showcase your body in in a form that society tends to reject. So like, kudos 100%. for being brave. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about Sacred Sex. Yeah, because it was a beautiful film. Something yes. I'm more comfortable talking about. Yes, yes. <laughs> so this is from Royal Fetish Films, um, starring Jet Setting Jasmine and King Mars. This is very yes. exciting. Thank yes. you. Um, I have to know, did you guys, like, what did you guys, um, what was the conversation before? Like, were you guys like, are we going to do a, a shoot while I'm pregnant? So we got pregnant doing a live show and a shoot. So, oh, yeah, wow. so if you go back to, I forget what it's called. It's it's it's, it's something like live show Hito, Hito Jamaica. We yeah. were in Hito. We were um, hosting a live show work, not a workshop, show. And, yeah. um, but with the workshop part of it was that the audience was invited to film it. So we oh. gave like two or three professional cameras and we let them pass it around, capture the angles they wanted to capture. Wow. We had our boundaries of where and how close they could come. Mm. Um, they could shout out things that they wanted to see in respectful, like within our boundaries, right? <laughs> right, um, right. So we, we did this. You know, like yeah. a couple, well, six months prior to the shoot that you actually saw. And uh-huh. after that scene, so there was like 30 or 40 people in that Jamaica wow. thing. And then after that scene, I was like, holy shit, I'm pregnant. Like, and, wow. and you know, like <laughs> it had That's to be. Insane. Yeah. And when yeah. we did like the timing, it was like, oh, my God. Oh my like God, we did it during it. a shoot. Yeah. So conception. That's incredible. I mean, I've heard like my sister has like a birth video, but like having a conception video is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice level. It's like, wow. It's at this moment. existed um so we have that and so like because you know we were just like it's a no-brainer yeah Yeah, um, but i definitely wanted to like i mean i i i feel incredibly sexy when i'm pregnant i feel Mm. incredibly powerful uh i feel untouchable i mean there's so many you, you know things that and then being pregnant and sharing it and hearing other women say like other just people in general like are you going to keep working? Um, right. You know, how do you feel like now that you're pregnant about like all of these things? And it kind of reminded me of the first time that I got pregnant when I was a teenager and mm. people saying to me, like, are you going to quit school? Are you going to just move yeah. home now? And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I got yeah. like, I really need to do this now. I got a whole yeah. extra <laughs> person to, right. take, to take care of. Um, and so actually that, you know, my my first two children were huge motivators to I have a degree for every child. I'll just put it that yeah. way to you. Like, I get <laughs> super motivated when I'm pregnant. Um <laughs> But I felt that exact same, like, shame and judgment. Like, Mm. are you going to, like, keep, like, doing porn while you're pregnant? Or, like, what are you going to tell him when he's born? Like, 
like he'll know like, he'll yeah. be born yeah. into my family <laughs> right you know? like, so he'll be caught up <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he'll be right on um yeah. and so like the the that same feeling of like whoa these are other people's shame and mm. judgments because i'm pregnant and expecting me to stop the trajectory of my life because i'm pregnant and that's so counter it, it does it doesn't that's just not like that formula does not work for me in my life yeah um so again it became like a no actually you know what just for you i'm gonna make you <laughs> you know a special scene and yeah, uh, rise to the occasion rather than yeah. shy mm-hmm. away from it yeah and I'm, you know i'm a fetish trainer so uh immediately like people who have fetishes around pregnancy were like oh can you do a clip of this i'd love to see your belly and and all this kind yeah. of stuff so we're like yeah we definitely want to create a scene and i wanted to direct a scene that felt incredibly different than the porn that i was watching which was my pregnant mm-hmm. gangbangs yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the part, not not so much like the activity of group sex, one that that's not my um, that's not my top preference. Like I am all about dominating groups, um, mm. but group sex isn't usually my go to anyways. But what I was capturing from those scenes that more than anything was, again, that defilement, um, mm. pregnant women not looking comfortable in their yeah. in their sex scenes. Yeah. I remember seeing one where the woman had like she was like giving head to everybody that was there and she was on like a concrete floor which is like this flat ass pillow under her knees. And I'm like that's not comfortable for for me now. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's certainly not comfortable for her and even if she can tolerate it, the aesthetic of it is so ugly. Like it's so right. you know, it's just it doesn't honor yeah. her in um right. And so I just, I knew for sure I wanted to create something that felt like love. Um, It felt all of those things I was feeling beautiful, empowered, confident, strong. Um, I wanted to feel respected. I wanted that to, I mean, I I always felt respected um, in my relationship, in my pregnancy, but I wanted that to come across. Um, I also wanted to do different uh, different positions so that I could yeah. also provide some education in it where like people can go like, like the, the, the seven, what is it, like 27% more of women that are looking to see yes. like, what can my body do while it's pregnant? I want them to be able to see this and go like, ah, like, yeah, mm-hmm. that looks like he's getting good access from that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she, he's got an angle and she's like yeah. positioned in a certain yeah. way or like she looks comfortable and yeah. like, mm-hmm. You were also, I mean, there was some positioning where it looked like you were sharing control in an interesting yeah. way, too. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, where you could both kind of guide the positioning with each other and mm-hmm. feel yeah. engaged. And that it wasn't just that, like, one person was necessarily doing something to the other exclusively. Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I wanted all those things. And yeah. so that was our conversation. I was like, what is this going to look like? It definitely sounded a lot like, and I'm not doing this, and I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and don't even think, you know. And he's like... Okay. Uh, And we're going to eat after. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's what the real conversation sounded like. Well, I have to say all of those things absolutely came across. Like it was incredibly loving. It was Mm -hmm. like body worshiping. It was like centered on your pleasure. It was just like an ode to like you as a pregnant woman, like wanting to be loved and touched. And it was like, it was beautiful. And it was also so impressive with all of the, positions that you guys did I have like that was something that I noted I was like so um impressed and and also like what again like doing research for this episode it was like so many women were like why isn't there why don't we see more pregnant people having sex like Mm -hmm. it's important and Mm -hmm. it was it was amazing to see you like ride because I was like, I can't even do that. For like a, yeah, I can't do that anymore. Yeah. And I'm like, if she's doing it while she's pregnant. Like, are you kidding me? Thank you. Like, my, I'm 31 and my knees are shot. Mine are too. I must have had some extra fluid or something going on. Yeah. For me. <laughs> it was also for all of the reasons we've obviously been going through here, just felt so deeply real. You know, mm, it just yes. felt like there, although there were, internal cuts like jumping a little <laughs> bit just inside of it it just felt like a continuous sex act yeah and that in itself sort of breaks the mold of yeah. the porn we're so used to seeing like this is one of the times where I, I briefly and then was like reminded what a gift how intimate mm. it was but for a moment intimate it was but for a moment I was like oh I feel like I shouldn't be watching you know like yeah. I feel like yeah. I'm getting, being That's invited good. to something very like personal and yes. private mm-hmm. which is such an unattainable mm-hmm. sensation watching porn so it mm-hmm. has to be like 
an incredible gift, A, yeah, to anyone with you. the fetish, but also to yeah. anyone engaging in pregnant sex. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Also, the neck grabbing, I really loved. Because that, I just feel like, is something that, like, in pregnancy porn, it's like you being, like, the idea of it being fragile. It's like, you can still be kinky mm-hmm. and have your fetishes and be mm-hmm. pregnant, mm-hmm. you know? Like, that can't go away. No. It doesn't have to. It Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Right, so I love that that was included. Awesome. Also, my like nerdish, physiologically concerned porn brain was like, and I love that we're seeing that his fingers are squeezing on the side, but he's not uh-huh. crushing a windpipe. You know what I mean? Right, like, you right. can, like see the expertise. He knows. Yeah, you know, yeah. like detail yeah. of the movement. Like clearly, he knows. We know he knows. Yeah. You know, we've watched your work and have had him on the show. But right. uh, thank great you detail, for noticing you know. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was also this one shot that I really loved. It was like he was like he was fucking you while you guys were laying on this on his on you were laying on your back and he was laying on his side and it was like almost okay. like a POV shot of like mm-hmm. down from like your breast and like the side mm. of your face and it was just like it felt like like again like I was like I shouldn't be watching this like this is just like so <laughs> intimate. It was like That's it was so just funny. was like a beautiful yeah it was just a beautiful shot and I really loved it. Thank you. Um, the um the the gentleman that that filmed it for us, um, his name is JP, and you know we have a, a really nice relationship with his um him and his partner who's also in the industry and their family, right? Uh, so yeah. like the being able to feel comfortable with like being in the presence of another man who understands like like pregnancy sex is a little bit different. Like maybe there's, he had to be maybe more patient. He got like really interesting angles like you shared Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, didn't make any suggestions like, oh yeah, like maybe now she should get down on that (laughs) flat pillow on the floor and like, you know, he was just very like, (laughs) you know, like, okay, we can definitely do that. And so Mm -hmm. just, you know, having um, an experience with two people who were also allowing me to lead the, you know, directing and were like pregnant sensitive. Um, And I think we lack a lot of that in porn in general when we see people shooting anything like, you know, like, you know, people of color, like you should be some level of culturally sensitive, right? Or Mm -hmm. um, shooting a scene with two lesbians that are not lesbians, like that's not being culturally sensitive (laughs) to and and ethical in the content production. So things like that were, um, those things were really important. And and we really lucked out with having a great videographer that was sensitive to, to our needs as a couple. And I think even his love of his, you know, his experience as a um, as a man who's experienced pregnancy, um, mm. that kind of mm. came across too, and like thoughtful lighting yeah. and thoughtful videography. So, totally. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, wow. I loved it. It was yeah, yeah. It just was like your your pleasure was obviously like celebrated and at the center of it. Definitely um, felt that. Isn't yeah. it interesting? Like hearing the both of you say, like I felt like I shouldn't be watching that. Like if sex is good and yeah. intimate and there's mm-hmm. a connection, Connect- yeah then we don't feel like we are like that we should have access to that as entertainment or art. Yeah. You take away the performative layer and it becomes more dangerous somehow. And Mm -hmm. I think even for me in this episode, I was confronting my own, uh, I can't think of the right word because it's not boundaries. It's, it's Mm -hmm. a different function than that, (laughs) but my own like, um, stigma, like internalized stigma around mm-hmm. pregnancy and being mm-hmm. like, yeah, I do actually keep that a little bit in a box, yeah. you know, and, mm-hmm. and separate that from like the porn that I watched get turned on, you know, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think of those as being in different categories. So it was, it was a f- really fun exploration to challenge myself in that regard and say like, why can't pregnancy yeah. sex be for enjoyment and um, for an audience in this case. Yeah. I like that. I like the idea that all of our porn doesn't necessarily have to, it's kind of just like sex. Like you don't always have to have an orgasm, right? Like Mm -hmm. that's, that's a part of the experience. It's not necessarily the experience. And sometimes with porn, like sometimes you can just watch something that's entertainment, right? Like Mm -hmm. every, every drama doesn't make me cry. It doesn't mean that it's not a good film, right? It just doesn't produce the same emotion emotional response or the same physical Mm -hmm. response um so I don't know I'm just like in this conversation just kind of thinking about yeah like how many times have I watched something that I thought was good artistic maybe learned something from it and thought it was Mm -hmm. beautiful but it didn't necessarily cause me to have an orgasm and that's when it's adult entertainment that's it yeah yeah Uh, yeah Mm -hmm. yeah broadening definitions (laughs) yeah 
Yes. <laughs> Well, thank you so much again for joining us. And before yeah. we wrap up, is there anything that you'd like to really explicitly plug so we can send our <laughs> listeners uh, to your content? So definitely see our work at royalfetishxxx.com. We have um, an array of fetishes um, and just mm-hmm. kinks and, and, and things that you don't always see um, transpire in porn. So I want you to take a look at, of course, sacred sex that we're talking about tonight. And then also take a look yes. at the breast milk stuff. Like this pregnancy thing yes. doesn't end. Like yeah. see my whole journey. You can see conception, yes. um, pregnancy, and postpartum. It's all wow. there. Yeah, it's, so there's yeah. some um, breast milk work that's out there. Please follow my OnlyFans where my fans get the most intimate custom content at Jet Set Jasmine. And if I could leave you with anything else, you know, you can't catch pregnant. So, you know, but you, you can, can't. you can't, but you can catch COVID. So please be careful out there. Stay safe. Take care of yourself and your families. Oh, amazing. Couldn't have asked for a better landing. And yes, in all seriousness, folks, uh, stay safe because shit's yes. spiking and we don't love to see it. Yeah. Don't. Thanks so much for listening to Girls on Porn. You can find us on Instagram at Girls on Pern. That's porn without the O. Uh, on Twitter at GOP the Podcast. On our website, girlsonporn.com. And now on Patreon, Girls on Porn. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show if you haven't already. And why not just subscribe to the Patreon, too? <laughs> this has been Girls on Porn, the only GOP that's actually any good. Bye! That was a HeadGum Podcast.